Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. What is shaking, Super Nintendos? It is I, your host, Seth Macy, back for another exciting episode of Nintendo Voice Chat. This is episode 633. I am joined by a Splatoon-immersed industry legend, Cat Bailey. <laughs> I'm trying to win this game live on the air. We got about two minutes to go. I'm doing all right. I'm inking really yeah. hard, but somebody's coming up behind me. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
uh, straight from the Joy-Con Museum. Herr Schneider. I'm right behind you, Kat. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, thanks, thanks as always for joining us and making his NVC debut. You might know him from the internet, Jeffrey Bing. <laughs> hello, hello. I am also playing against Perry and Kat because you can have three teams in Splatoon 3 now. So. Oh. In theory, yeah, I've when it never works. encountered it. <laughs> Everyone is holding up their Switch, and I've just got... Oh, emotes. Oh, but wait, you have red ones. Yeah, of course I have red ones. You have the. You nice. don't? I don't have this the. This has a. Yeah, it has the uh, uh, void if removed sticker still on it. So that's how you know they're fresh and hot and ready to go. Nice. Actually, the red one doesn't work. So oh, yeah. I have to mix and match. <laughs> the freshness ring is at the top. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, kind of a slow week in Nintendo World with. One exception that went on this morning, but before we get to all of that stuff, I wanted to ask the pimp, how you doing? What's new? <laughs> doing pretty well. Doing yeah. doing well. Yeah, I've been I've been traveling a lot. So, you know, I was just in LA and I'm in New York next week. And so uh that means I get to play a lot of Switch. Oh. Anything in particular that you're planning to be playing other mm. than Picross. Yeah, well, that came out. So obviously I'm playing that whenever I don't want to use headphones because, you know, there's only three pieces of music in it, so it gets old. Uh, no, I, I want to finish the Splatoon single player. I haven't finished that yet. I oh, okay. finished uh, finished Monkey Island and uh, Unpacking. That was another lingering Switch game that I had sitting around, so I, I wrapped those up. I actually didn't know that unpacking was on switch and now i'm very intrigued mm -hmm. oh I'm yeah everything's on switch everything's on switch that is true uh, yeah. i'm doing really poorly seth because i just lost by like 70 percent 20 percent well that's yeah. your teammates are terrible no it's true it's true i was the number one overall splatter in in my game okay yeah. i was gonna say like if you with that ratio you probably can't be on nbc second, i came in second place <laughs> and everything so yeah. you know I'm going to go start my pro career as a Splatoon 3 player. Nice. Any second oh, nice. now. Yeah. I mean, just don't leave the show, please. Just make sure that you have Thursdays. <laughs> not trading. Promise. Okay. Sweet. Right on. Have you played anything else? Yeah. I've uh, I've downloaded the Pilot Wings. I also downloaded the Pilot do you Wings. Get, do you guys remember the Pilot Wings? So, first of all, I hadn't played it in a long time. I obviously played it a long time ago when it came out alongside Mario 64 at the launch of Nintendo 64. And I felt sad for that game because everybody only wanted to play Mario 64. And then, yeah. you know, like once in a while I busted out Pilot Wings. I'm like, oh man, this is really fun. But most notable when you boot it up now is oh, yeah, the porn track. <laughs> <laughs> It really, I mean, some of the songs sound like 70s porn, but it's awesome. Yeah. Um, what what I really like, the game's dated in its simplicity and some of the, like, kind of like the menu systems and like the mission setup demo, and right? all of that, huh? It's like a tech demo. Showing up the mode seven. It was a tech demo, <laughs> demo but, you know, they, they worked with a company that had done pro flight sims before. And, like, it feels, still feels really good. Like, the sense of, like, when you're using the hang glider and you're catching wind and you're, or you're going down that, that mountain path to fly through the rings, it just feels very, very good. But landing that helicopter... I'm really good at it. I get you I get are. perfect landing. Yeah, landing. The, the gyrocopter, I, I'm, I'm perfect. And I'm really good at shooting missiles too from far away. But uh, there, you know, the thing that I find mo most notable is that 
Nintendo actually, you know, it's up so the polygons look sharper, you know, like obviously all the overlays are still still kind of uh, uh, blocky looking, but like it looks it looks nicer. And then they fix the frame rate in a lot of places. Like generally yeah. the game runs much better. And like you have to remember Pilot Wing 64, like this was a company that worked on much more powerful systems before they tried to do a flight sim on the N64. They even recreated the United States as like a mini map and all of that <laughs> and inevitably ran into the challenge is that the system couldn't handle as much you know like push as many polygons as they thought and so the game runs ran letterboxed on the n64 and also ran at frame rates in the 20s and that a lot of that is fixed now which is awesome i really i'm i'm really enjoying it again um except for that blood curdling scream when you crash it's like it haunts me (laughs) They've low-key done a fair amount of work on the Nintendo 64 uh, to enhance it, improve it. I'm still a little bit like, this just doesn't feel right. Uh, the way it plays, the way the games look. Um, I I kind of just want to play N64 the, the old-fashioned way, which is like a privileged thing to be able to say. But Well, it's when you... It, it's if, the controller will, it can never be the same without those... So- I have the controllers and like at first I played it with a pro controller and you're right because when you use the gyrocopter, the missile is on the Z button, right? Mm -hmm. And whereas like it's on on one of the shoulder buttons when you play it with a pro controller and it does, there is something different to how it feels and how it was designed around that controller. Um, By the way, October 13th, it says here, that's a lie. (laughs) Nintendo keeps releasing these games in the US a day early. So maybe it's the 13th Nintendo lying to us? What? Yeah, no, they, they all... You know, if you're ever p- planning your day around Nintendo online releases, they all seem to drop a day early. As I do, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's good to know. But how are you? Are, are you enjoying your? Are you enjoying Pilot Wings? Do you like going back to it? I actually didn't play it on the uh, N64 hmm. at launch. It wasn't until like many, many years later. Um, but I've said on the show many times, I am the world's uh, best any uh, Super NES Pilot Wings player. And okay. I, yeah. Um, so I do very much enjoy it. And I was playing it this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like so much fun. And I kind of, you know, just spread my ashes on, on the castle. Like, that's just where I want to live and die. But it's funny that it has the weird porno music, because then one of the women that you select as a character, which is this cartoon game, she goes, oh, yeah. The like, characters are really ugly, sexy. too. Like, it, it yeah. really it's it's. You can tell Nintendo struggled with, you know, what should we do with these limited polygons? And like, you know, they did a reasonably good job with Mario in Mm. in 3D and all of that. But these characters are absolutely hideous. They're so bad. bad. Yeah. It's just Nestor from uh, Nintendo Power, his face, just these six polygons on a... a (laughs) I will say generally, I think the Super NES game is a better game. You know the yeah, original pilot wings, but like, but flying over a three D world and exploring is is really cool. And they they are very clever. Like, there's a mission where with your your jetpack, the rocket belt, you chase down balloons, and when you hit the balloon, you're supposed to pop them. They split into four balloons, and they're like bouncing around the or more even. They bounce around the environment, oh, there it is. and like, the yeah, the, the Super NES one. I was obsessed with that one. Uh, you could yeah. bounce on those little pads too and just destroy them. Those yeah. little bubble pads. Oh, this was. Yep. The game I got for Christmas the first year we had our Super NES, the yep. first year that the Super NES was out. So it was either it was this and Super Mario World, which I beat three days after we got it. So yeah, but some hours into this. Yeah, but but no, I I I think Pilot Wing sixty four is 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 really enjoyable, and I'm glad that we got it back. And also talking about Pilot Wings means that most 
listeners turn off the show and leave. Oh, come uh, on. It's Where's my wing heads at? Look, I was around when that game was new and we covered it and wrote about it and nobody cared. Like people just don't care about the pilot wing series. Which is sad. I have a question block. Too peaceful. Uh, impromptu question block. If oh. the monsters showed up and you had to save <laughs> the planet, but it was a Nintendo game, any Nintendo game, what would it be? What what's your what's your pick? Like Seth, it's clearly it's pilot wings for the SNES, world's greatest yeah. pilot wings uh, player. But what about you, pair? If I had to do what, like, so you're saving the planet, yeah, by being really good at this game, by like but, finishing it, whatever, and the monsters are playing against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it would be. It would definitely be some. It would be something like F Zero. F Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, any of the classic racers, I just obsessed. You just over. destroy them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Easy. Not even close. Yeah. They they can't even get through easy mode in GX, for example. Oh my they God. wouldn't be able to beat that. <laughs> or story mode. They would never hear how the fascinating story ends. Yeah. Uh, they win. That's yep. how it ends. Okay. Spoilers for F-Zero. I'm actually, that's a great question. Jeffrey, what what game would you play against the Monstars? I probably, did you guys ever play uh, Micro Machines for the N64? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was good. That was really yeah. good. I love that game. I I would love to see that on Switch Online. I don't know why they would ever put it. Those characters actually were very, also very ugly, but also kind of hot too. Like you know, <laughs> there was like the greaser with the jacket, and then there was just like very clearly like busty woman. It was very, it was a product of its time. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, oh, there it is. How did they pull that up so quick? That's incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, Micro Machines. It was so fun. I mean, it's kind of like. I feel like I get the same fun playing Hot Wheels Unleashed now, uh, but <laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going back to <laughs> the characters with no eyes, uh, yeah. Uh, micro machines. I would say just driving through like a science classroom with a micro machine. There it is. Oh hey, man, look wow. how good yeah. it looks. It really looks fun. really good. That's still. a shockingly yeah. good looking. No, it, it it was a really uh, competent version. I I really enjoyed it. Um, and you brought up. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. So I've been playing it because it got added to PS Plus. But like, Jeff, are you playing it on Switch or other platforms? I am playing it on uh, PS5. Okay. I I, I want to get it on Switch, but I it's I just find myself wanting to see the... <laughs> I, I mean, Kat was talking about not wanting to play games in 30 frames per second. So, you know, uh, I want to play it in, in 4K. <laughs> that was going to be my question. You know, the Switch version runs at 30 and the others run at 60. And that's that's why I didn't get it on Switch when it, you know, when it when it came out. And, you know, then I forgot, forgot about it and I'm happy it's on PS Plus so I can play it. But that's a really, really fun racer, um, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, and if, if people only have a Switch, it might be worth a look. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television, uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. 
So now I have NordVPN and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with like Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Cat, you have to answer your own question now. I do. Uh, I think once upon a time, I would have said Super Smash Brothers. But then, as with so many other things, I discovered that there's a pro community and that they're all way better at Smash Brothers than I am. I never learned how to wave dash or do any of that other stuff. Um, probably Pokemon, Ruby, and okay. Sapphire. Okay. Uh, maybe the uh, 386 singles, 6v6, like... Uh, and then with the smog on rules, I, I, I could probably do all right. I figured it would be like classic Madden or something. Oh, if... my, my other answer is a, a race through the original Ninja Gaiden for the NES. Okay. Yeah, that's, oh, I, that's, wow. I'm pretty sure. I okay. could, I'm pretty sure I could beat the Monstars at that. Yeah, I play Dang. that game a lot. Yeah, just like once a year, pretty much. So, I, if I ever decided, if I ever had the patience to do speed running, that would be the game I speed ran. Nice. I learned about oh. something. Have you heard the Mario Hour, the, the Mario Power Hour or something like that? It's a no. speed running challenge where you beat Mario 1, Mario 2 Japan, Mario 2 USA, and Mario 3, Mario World, and Mario 64 in an hour. In an hour? <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> Why? Because Ow. it's fun. That's cool. insane. I watched them do it. It was actually I really amazing. I can't even find the copies of those games in an hour in my house. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never finished. I have them. I've never finished Mario 2 Japan. Like, I just got no, a Famicom disc system, and now I'm yeah. kind of like, I kind of should pick up Mario yeah. 2, like the was OG it, Mario 2. Was it called here? Lost Levels or something? Lost, lost okay, Levels, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
Kat, I love that when you said Ruby and Sapphire, I'm just imagining you going through Victory Road, like spending so many hours trying to get to the Monstars at the end, just using all your HMs and TMs to get there. They're going to be like level 60. I'll be like level 100. They wouldn't stand a chance. (laughs) My level 70 uh, Blaziken is going to just run roughshod on them. The Blaziken was pretty weak in Ruby and Sapphire. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Well, we spoke about games running uh, at 30 fps on switch and it turns out i've been playing one of those games it's uh, a pair it gets the pair seal of approval hmm. the royal tunic. pair i've been playing tunic on the nintendo switch and my god do i love tunic to the point where i have so many things that i want to say about it that i don't think i could do it justice i would have to write them all down in a two to three thousand word essay and carefully comb through it and redo it over and over again. I never played this on Game Pass, even though it was free. So I don't know what it looks like in 60 FPS, but I do know that it <laughs> definitely looks a little fuzzy around the edges yeah. on the Nintendo Switch. And that's without even it's knowing what, it, game, what it's supposed regardless. to look like. Which yeah. is, again, like with a lot of Switch games, when you actually play them in handheld mode because of the smaller screen, the the more blurry games actually look really good, right? Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's still a pretty game even on switch oh yeah i wouldn't like if you have a switch and you don't have any other way to play it uh, it's not you know like devastating to try to play it on switch i'm having a a, a lot of fun and i actually i love this game a whole lot oh god i I can't wait to to hear more from you when you're when you're done with it it's too bad it has technical compromises because i wouldn't exactly say that tunic is like the you know the the most technically intense game out there so no, for sure the fact yeah. that the switch you know can't run it at 60 fps it's like well hardware is getting a little long in the tooth as we said i actually was playing it last night on my phone via xbox remote play on backbone controller nice and i i gotta say this is not a fashionable thing to say on a nintendo podcast Ooh, cat take kind of preferred it yeah is it snappy enough there's not enough the delay is not bad enough Uh, to well i plugged in my xbox yeah like i like wired it up so that i would be okay and it felt fine okay i might have it probably did have some input delay that i wasn't perceiving but by and large i was really happy with the experience yeah but um yeah seth the you know as you're exploring this game i'm not going to say anything Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Seth, are you playing this on uh, on handheld or like when you said it's fuzzy? Is it like yeah? No, I'm dock? playing it on my 65 inch TV. Yeah, so, mm, just, it's the way to go, right? Is it better when yeah. it's docked? No, uh, I, I, I I bet you it looks better on the small screen. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. almost certain because yeah. you it, it just blows up the fact that you you could see they did what is, what is the, the trick that they did on like PlayStation Pro where they would make checkerboarding. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly that, but the sort of the edges do look like there's some information that is missing to help fit it into these switches. Yeah. You know, like you said, aging hardware. I mean, but I think wow, that this dynamic resolution, right? Like it's a little kinder on the small screen for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I'm sure it looks amazing on the OLED screen because it is. It's a beautiful, colorful, colorful game and that I love so much. It's the first game since Fez to make me feel how I used to feel as a little kid playing like like Zelda and stuff. Like the, the feeling of um, of exploration and discovery without being derivative and with actually with by doing something new. And I love it. And I love it so much. I want to kiss that little foxy boy on his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. The control, his wet the, little nose. The artwork, 
the little instruction manuals that you're discovering yes. in the game. Yes. Quite beautiful. Yeah, I it's think we didn't so make that clear last time. Like the instruction manual, you actually find the pages in the game. So you incentivize incentivize to go looking for the instruction manual because not only are you getting kind of hints as to what's to come, like it's not like an instruction manual that just tells you how to do certain things. It's like it actually tells you how to do new things. It's almost like you're yeah. gathering new powers by gathering the instruction manual. It's it, that whole loop is really cool. The things that you can discover the world, you know, like sometimes it can be a little frustrating figuring out, figuring out how the pieces of the world fit together. Like if you remember link to the past, when you first played it and there'd be like some area and you're like, how do I get to death mountain again? Like, how do you, where's the entrance to it? Because it doesn't tell you this game the questions are answered by adding more pages to it, which is really, yep. really cool. Subscribe yeah. to yeah. the Nintendo Fun Club newsletter and find out. Yeah. So <laughs> anybody on the fence, it's, it's just really good. I just, I recently updated my top 10 games of the list so far list, which I keep on IGN playlist, which you should use too. Um, and uh, Tunic is still number one this year for me. Wow. We'll see. Like now, now Gotham Knights is coming out. There's more stuff in the fall, obviously. But so far, it's That's still so Tunic. Cool. Yeah, I think Elden Ring's still my number one. Yeah, but I also haven't had a lot of games really hit me. I think I need to yep. sit back and like think about the games that I've really enjoyed this year. Well, Tunic and Elden Ring are probably the two games that I enjoyed the most, but only one of them. Is on Nintendo I have Switch. multiple friends Splatoon's who say Xenoblade Chronicles Three is their number one. Xenoblade Chronicles is up there too. Yeah, I am yep. surprised to this moment that Xenoblade Chronicles Three like captured my interests at all, but I don't think it's up there for just my favorite i think yeah i think i'm with paratunic might be my favorite wow. game so far this year i think i yeah. need to but, delve a little further into it because i'm still relatively early on so maybe i haven't seen like where it really oh, takes off oh they, there's insane stuff in it yeah it's yeah, and there's, insane stuff. yeah i would recommend not and it's it can get very frustrating but i would recommend not using a guide at all no ign has a comprehensive don't. guide but um uh, you know there were some times where i was walking around in circles and then the the answer was so completely obvious it was like a problem with the geometry of the level i didn't see that the stairs mm. were like behind this yeah. spot and i was like oh you gotta be kidding no me. exactly the, don't look up like the they're, they're definitely dark they're definitely yeah. a couple of areas where like I, I wasn't sure how i could get from one point to the other and i had made that trek before i'm like i didn't know how to connect it. i used a guide and it was super helpful but like don't use the guide to figure out how to do the secrets and things there is one major giant crazy outside of the game secret at the end that i don't know Ugh. i don't know how anybody would solve it and i cheated on that one <laughs> Yeah, there's also some stuff like to raise your stats. I thought you just got these items, and it was completely by accident that I hit the button at the place where you like cash them in. Hmm. Like, I didn't. It doesn't tell you that at all. No. So I just happened to find it by accident. So, but maybe those things are in the manual, and you haven't found that page. They are in the manual. They all. In I the didn't manual. realize what it was. I literally was <laughs> at the spot where you use them, and I I accidentally pushed the button to activate them. Um, and so I yep. found it by accident and then I was like, oh my God, now I, these things make sense. And I was able to power myself up. You know, I will try to play through a game naturally, but I have no problems whatsoever going to strategy guides yep. to look things up. Yeah. It just augments my enjoyment of the game. I enjoy being able to find all the secrets and everything. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't feel particularly bad about it. I, I think with Tunic, it's just that the, the, 
there is a guide for the game and that's the manual and you you just know you need to think and know what to look for mm. um but there are there are definitely some weird kind of convoluted things that it's nice to have a little bit of a helping hand so don't feel bad well, i haven't gotten to those yeah yet. and yeah use the yes. ign guide because why yes, would you use anything else why would you use anything else yeah print it out and i keep them in binders behind me so i have physical (laughs) jeffrey what's your doing you need to click on them oh yeah i well i click on them i have a i play a cookie clicker machine that just clicks on ign thank you very much thank you thank you (laughs) but you did run out of color ink so all the hyperlinks are just the same text color (laughs) oh no it's a bummer but jeffrey what's your uh stand on guides good bad it's funny i'm like uh so with i'm (laughs) with I try not to use it because it's. I'm playing Breath of the Wild right now. Like, obviously, played it, you know. Timely. Oh, I see. Okay. But I'm trying to. Yeah, the the Tears of the Kingdom really made me want to jump back in and and find the rest of the shrines. And there's some side quest that I didn't finish from like 2017 that it's just like, you know, it's like a riddle. And it's like, it's like, it's talking about this painting, Southwest, blah, blah, blah. What could he mean by that? And I was like, oh, it's pretty obvious. There's, it's something near the, the Rito village. And I'm just destroying that village just from the ground up, looking for every clue. And I'm like, I'm staring at the sun. I'm pointing my arrow toward the highest point. Like, what is this clue? And I, it just knowing on IGN.com that the answer is just a Google search away is, is killing me. Um, but <laughs> I can't bring myself to look it up. Again, the, the guides on IGN are award-winning and the team is amazing and they put so much work into it and i'm refusing to look at it like a complete it dummy <laughs> this segment well, brought to you by miranda sanchez and that's right. yeah yeah case of friend of the team. show yeah i mean you gotta think back in the day when you would play zelda 2 and they would say some or like castlevania 2 there'd just be some cryptic thing that you would have to either never figure it out or some kid that you knew at school had figured it out or more than likely had read or heard it from like a cousin or a nephew. There were games that you could just like, that was it. You never would figure them out. But there was there also was stuff no that way. was like institutional knowledge because people just passed it from one person to the next. On there the was, yeah. yeah. That's right. Also, there was that Nintendo like phone line that you could call. Oh my God. Yes. I. I remember begging my parents that it's 900 a, phone line. See, I'm old enough that it was just a local Seattle number. Wow. And I would call. So it was just long distance charges, which is something that no kid today has any concept. It used to cost <laughs> extra money if you wanted to call outside of the town you lived in. And sometimes it would cost a lot. Yeah. I used to call that all the time because I rented Star Tropics and I didn't have the. Um, I never figured the, that uh, one out. There was one puzzle and I called that damn line like three times. And they told me the same thing each time, and I could never figure it out. Star Tropics. <laughs> so calling, calling the phone line and just kicking your, your family off the internet every time, and they're like, oh, hey, Seth, uh, calling again, I see. <laughs> this was, this this was, was more like in the late 80s. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> what was cool is we'd go over to my friend's house, and he was the one who, like, uh, his, his uh, maybe uh, upbringing was a little more rough around the edges. So he would just be like, no, we can call and do whatever we want because my mom is working and we would just eat Fruity Pebbles and play Nintendo uh, until like three in the morning and watch American Gladiators. Those are fun times. <laughs> but enough about American Gladiators <laughs> in the zeitgeist. Let's speak about something that actually is in the zeitgeist, which is the Super Mario movie trailer. Now, 
Pat, you were here live in the studio last week, and you were the only cast member who survived because <laughs> you're the only one who returned this week from that Super Mario movie trailer reveal. It's been a week, and just my my little bit of research into how people are feeling is entirely focused on the uh, the Facebook group for NBC, and people either really hate Chris Pratt as the voice and want Charles Martinet, or they just don't care. It doesn't seem like anyone loves Chris Pratt as the voice of Mario, but I feel like that's the biggest takeaway from all of this is that Chris Pratt is either like the worst ever or just fine. Who who, who thinks he's fine? Koopas. <laughs> fine camp. Just stop on he's... those Koopas. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> I think I think he's fine. Um, you know, obviously we're so used to Mario's voice, and you know, I'm sure Charles Martinet would have done an awesome job in this uh, here as well. Mm. And the reason for hiring Chris Pratt is not because he's a great Mario, but he's a famous person, and people will go to the movies, and you know, and and will go see this movie, which will make a billion dollars. Um, oh, I think it's going to make a billion dollars. I yeah. first of all, I I thought the trailer was awesome. I really, really like it. Yeah. I I think it's it's gorgeous. I think they, you know, I love the penguins already, and like obviously this this particular studio has a knack for creating these kind of meme cute animal characters that are just really memorable. And like we know the uh, penguins as the the birds that say meow from the uh, <laughs> Mario sixty four sequences, and like they gave yeah. they gave the king penguin an awesome meow. awesome attitude and voice. Like I. I love that they put a little Jack Black into Bowser's face as well. Mm. Um, I, I think some people have a negative reaction. They have a certain look and sound for their favorite characters in their mind. And like as somebody who's played Mario games my entire life, I've seen paper versions of these characters. I've seen you know all these different stylized approaches to what Mario has looked like from the eight bit sprites to you know Mario sixty four. He. He looks weird, right? Like when you see him there, the mushroom, the, the mustache is all wrong. He he doesn't look like <laughs> you remember him from playing Mario Odyssey, for yeah. example. And so you might have that initial reaction, but I I think that sort of stuff happens to us also when we play the games. Like you get used to a different look, and it might not be your favorite, but you get used to it, and then that the character becomes the character you've already know, uh, always known. Like the whole line with. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. He does a little like Mario thing <laughs> in it, right? Kingdom, here, <laughs> here we, we come. come. Like it, honestly, that voice sounded to me like a French cartoon. Like it's like it, it sounds uh. very tintinish or like like kind of classic animated things based uh, uh, I, made in like, France or Belgium. It felt like OG Mario a little bit. And yeah. like going back to Mario Super Show kind of thing. See, I'm not familiar with that. Hey, grow up here. But not yeah. the, super, not the yeah. super high pitched Charles <laughs> Martinet voice, but the much more of the, you know, kind of the Brooklyn accent thing. But I mean, people are like, he doesn't have an accent. I'm like, I, just, I picked up. We don't know, right? We only heard this tiny little line, but like, I think yeah. this, oh. the my favorite part of that trailer with the Luigi's Mansion sequences, there was a there was, was a so meme. Cool. I was like, oh, "Chris Pratt, they they didn't do the voice right, and the the designs all wrong." And yeah. it's like Super Mario Super Show. Well, Captain Lou Albano is literally Mario. He's right there on the screen. But guess what? Everybody's right, right? Like yeah. these are characters that we grew up with, and your version and what <laughs> like <laughs> the like you never want that uncanny valley where something looks fake or not authentic to you. And like yeah, so people have different reactions. I'd say yeah. you know let's see how it is when it's a whole movie and you you get used to the character and the interpretation because 
it's always weird. I guarantee you, the first time we will see Link from the Legend of Zelda in some other format and speaking outside of the well, CGI in the animated series, me, princess. princess. It'll be weird, right? Like because it's yeah. not going to sound like what it sounds like in your head. It's, I mean, okay. Here's my question: right. Could they have done this movie just having the the Mario grunts? Because social, sure. uh, the IGN social team did a version of the trailer with just Charles Martinet's mm-hmm. little grunts and voice of Mario cues, and it sounded great. And I was like, this feels like Mario. What do you think, yeah. Vega? Would yeah, it be better if out. it was just Yahoo? Uh, yeah, shout out to Dustin and Josh on the social team. Uh, they put that banger together. That has like 15 million views on the IGN <laughs> oh TikTok. It is oh that nobody cared about the trailer. They only liked the IGN version That's with Charles. Amazing. That is not um, true. I think, <laughs> I think uh, the, I think it could, I think it could have worked with just the grunts because I mean, look at the minions. Yeah. They don't really speak. That's true. And that's kind of. Uh, I think it'd be very weird for like mm-hmm. the, a very big Nintendo, you know, flagship hero, you know, movie. Uh, like they definitely need, you know, voice acting. But I think it could have worked. Their there world, there, there's, and like maybe everyone else talks. Maybe yeah, that's something. I think that's a joke. It's like maybe everybody's reacting to Mario making the little Mario noises. They're yeah. like, okay. Well, that's a good thought, Mario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for watching my movie. Yeah, no, you could. <laughs> I, I think I think it could have worked with you know if if every other character spoke and like because if you go back to some classic Nintendo games, a lot of times when you have you know RPGs or stuff like the the protagonist just doesn't say anything, right? It's like even Mario and Paper Mario will be like dot dot dot, and then they're like, oh yeah, you really think so? Like she could have you know. even had Luigi talk. <laughs> yeah. You know, but just have Mario doing the Mario voice. Yeah. It would have been fun, I think. But, you know, again, we haven't seen the movie, so we don't know how pivotal to the story it is that Mario actually has a voice. <laughs> oh, God. oh there's Snake from the yeah. CDI game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's actually I, the post credit scene for the Mario movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. I think, okay, so supposedly there was a Zelda series in production for Netflix that got canceled. It was a rumor that... Yeah. Variety posted at one point. Yeah, yeah. and then it got oh, leaked, yes, and I then it got killed. This. Oh, uh, I think Link talking would be far stranger than Mario. Yeah, because at yeah. least we've heard Mario enunciate words. Yeah, Link yep. only yells. He just it's, makes a yeah. So right. yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because I remember in the lead up to Breath of the Wild, everyone was like really hoping. Well, not everyone, but there was a, a lot of people who were hoping that Link was going to talk and have dialogue and i remember my son who was like 13 at the time was against it like very mm-hmm. much he says mm-hmm. no link is me strong when i play i'm link i don't want yeah. him to talk that's who i am and i think that is what all you really need from link and i don't think that link would be a very good protagonist for a television show or a movie for that simple fact that he's just there as you he's the, the player that or the character that you control to see the rest of the story but what if um, they made a Zelda show where Link is not the main character, but he is like the hero of legend who's doing heroic things and people are talking about all of the amazing things that he does. Oh, like a Malin Tingle show? The, the Legend of Malin. And sometimes yeah. he shows up and mm-hmm. everybody's like, whoa, Link's here and he's slaying Ganon oh. and everything. But when he does, he doesn't say anything. You just see him in the background, like yeah. a, a shadow on the wall, going so hot. Yeah, come on. Pretty much. If you're watching <laughs> the uh, the video version, Red just brought up the intro to Captain N, the Game Master, 
which Whew. in my one day the, was all we had. One of the worst was, shows I've ever watched. I, see, I don't know any of this stuff. And I watched it every Saturday morning. It was clear from the first episode that the writers literally knew nothing about Nintendo. So like Mother Brain like is the main villain. <laughs> My Mother Brain! <laughs> it's like, what's going on? That's her on? voice. Uh-huh. She's the main the villain. The giant lips and everything? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Very, very strange. And Eggplant Wizard, that famous Nintendo villain, also a, a co-villain, and King Hippo. So, yeah, they just handed <laughs> just... them a sheet, like, here's some Nintendo characters, do something with this, and they did the worst look kids you're you're in a much better place now than we were in the 80s yeah cartoons in the 80s were just really bad that's that's my cat take sorry i mean if you watch the original mario live action movie like it's talk about people not understanding the source material right like if their entire goal was let's make it look like it's in the real world and there's like a a shot of yoshi looking like a like a jurassic park raptor yeah. right like it's it's <laughs> they weren't getting it and like watching this new mario trailer i feel like they get it like the, I, that sequence yeah. with luigi yeah. looked so good the ghosts look great um comic i thought comic's voice was great and like his his spells had the the little triangles and squares like they really yeah. it feels like it's a nintendo thing right yeah i think mm-hmm. that they Nintendo did a very good job of making sure Miyamoto was just standing them over them the entire time. It's like, no, fix that, fix that, fix that. Yeah. He probably gave like an hour long talk to Chris Pratt about Mario lore. And Chris Pratt was sitting there with sunglasses on going, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, the Koopas. Man. We haven't even heard Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, which that's the what man's that, I was going to sounds like. I was Donkey going to Kong. talk about that. Have we ever heard Donkey Kong talk? Has Donkey Kong talked <laughs> in, in a game other than yeah? Like I know that Cranky Kong talks. He does a little, the little. There was the Donkey Kong Country like animated show. Cranky Kong's in it too. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Tell me about the Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it was. um, Oh man, yeah. I'm trying to remember where what channel it was on. Maybe it was like a local. I was Donkey Kong Country. You guys remember the theme song's like, "Hey, oh, here we go, here he comes, banana swinging." Uh, That's my own song. Is this no, no, Red, uh, please, no, uh, pull it up. I, I, um, <laughs> I have a vague sense memory of this happening in like the late 90s, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, it was like computer animated Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. There's like a fa- there's famous memes of him like on a snow mountain, like singing, like, you know, he there was um, Candy Kong was like his love interest. There we go. Oh, there whoa, Candy Kong. look at that. <laughs> this is the oh, one man. of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> Donkey Kong, yeah, Donkey Kong's voice was just kind of like, he is oh, he's talking. Oh, he's- but yeah, he's he saying? like, yeah, what him. do you mean? Where's King Cruel? Like, it was kind of that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not awful. Seth Rogen. Um, yeah, this this show had, like, so many seasons. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, they lived in the jungle, and it was just, like, kind of a standalone, episodic. Like, it, it was kind of like Sonic Boom, where, like, every episode. <laughs> so amazing! <laughs> I know. He sang a lot in the, in the show, like, a lot. Yeah, that's what pe- that's what he's, kids want. He's just was emoting it. and reacting for yeah. the most part. This was this looks like high quality entertainment yet again. So, so surely Donkey Kong is going to have a big role to play in this movie. I I wonder. I mean, you could imagine that if this thing works, they're going to start spinning off, right? Oh, like yeah. that you will sure. get Donkey Kong, and like we haven't gotten a 
big new Donkey Kong game in a while either. And Nintendo is definitely interested in keeping that that cash cow go, going in some fashion, right? So I wonder if it'll be like the Sonic yep. 2 movie where it's like Knuckles is like obviously a villain at the beginning. And then it's like Donkey Kong is like the villain in the original. And like then it's like, oh, we got to team up and stop Jack Black. <laughs> Well, maybe the maybe like we see Mario come out of a pipe in this sequence, right? Which means he was somewhere else. So maybe he was in New Donk City and he was fighting Seth Rogen on top of a skyscraper. We don't know, right? Yeah. Like they, they might be that sort of, you know, fifteen minutes of otherworldly other world stuff, and then he goes to the Mushroom Kingdom. And Which the, character the shows up in the Stinger? Ooh, Sonic. Which Mario? Sonic. <laughs> Ben, we we had on our very own IGN fan fest. We had Ben Schwartz tell tell us that he wanted to see a post credit scene of Sonic showing up, saying, "I'm here to talk about the Smash Brothers initiative." Oh, <laughs> that would be very cool. Um, That'd be really yeah. good. That is super cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess my last question then, after seeing Perry, you've already answered this, but did the trailer live up to sort of hype? Did it live up to expectations? Jeffrey, were were you? Did you walk away from this trailer? And I know you just like lit a match and walked away from it, uh, <laughs> feeling good or feeling let down at all. Uh, well, like most of you guys and and everyone watching, Nintendo directs are like Christmas Day. So like yeah. watching that trailer, I I probably watched that trailer. I know we like to exaggerate numbers <laughs> in general when we talk about things we love, but I probably watched it a hundred times. I wow. loved it so much. I know Chris Pratt is kind of the center of like, eh, what's this about? Um, but like, look, Chris Pratt, you know, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Um, we can't forget the Lego movie. Those movies were great. Obviously, he was just Chris Pratt in that movie as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can't be mad. I love Charles Martinet. Who, you know, I'm excited to see who he's going to be in, you know, maybe a multiverse Mario or like some other character. Like, who knows? But I... Loved the trailer so much. Jack, the Jack Black Bowser scenes were incredible. I have so many. I've just have so many screenshots of all the penguins that I've just sent back and forth to friends of just. <laughs> do you yield? Just uh, this oh. incredible, and I am so excited uh, for the second trailer because uh, I know they even teased it in the direct, uh, which I'm sure we'll see Peach and and everybody else. But man, it is so. And again, Chris Pratt. Like, look, yeah, he's. I've interviewed him before for IGN. He's he's nice. Like he clearly, I mean, he's Star Lord. Like he's in like the biggest movies of, in the world. Ooh. So like I can't <laughs> Star Lord from uh, the Guardians video game on mm. Nintendo Switch Cloud. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's very uh, yeah. I'm I'm I've watched that trailer probably once every day since it came out. I'm very excited. Wow. I cannot wait for like that for April to start getting closer so we, so we cover more of that. Oh my God, are you going to be doing the red carpet? Oh, I hope so. Uh, Bob, if you're watching, send me to the red carpet. Um, yeah, we're, we have Bob a good relationship all. with Universal. So <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And you know, in in I'm in Los Angeles, uh, the Universal Studios, you know, is going to open the Mario oh, World yeah. here in Hollywood oh, man. In, in spring next year. So I imagine... Maybe the red carpet's there. Maybe they tie in a big kind of event like broadcasting. Universal, I know you're watching this. Universal Studios, Nintendo World is Nintendo Voice Chat with all mm -hmm. of us, including Seth yeah. Macy. Absolutely. Let's talk to the ad team. Let's get that sold, and we can pay for it all. <laughs> Let's do it. We don't. We don't oh, like yeah. sending Seth on trips anymore. Oh, <laughs> not after what happened. She's staying. 
That was a bummer. No, it's, I mean, I love it here, but don't get me wrong, but I also like going other places. So yeah. But Kat, how did you feel? Are you excited? Were you let down? Well, I just want to pour one out for Max and Brian and Jada, who never oh. made it after this trailer. It was just too much for them. So It was a fun watch. I, I, I wasn't able to watch it live, but I watched it afterwards. Turns out all really... the spirit gum the, for the uh, mustaches the... <laughs> was contaminated. Yeah, if you didn't watch it, NBC fans, uh, the, the team reacted live to the trailer and then you know, watched it multiple times. And they, they were wearing fake mustaches and they were constantly falling off. So if you it's only hilarious. listen to the audio version, you're missing all the mustache action. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I thought that it felt true and faithful to Mario in general. Um, I didn't really feel that one way or another about the actual voice acting. Um, yeah, like there's plenty to be said about uh, star, you know, celebrity voice actors who are just collecting a paycheck and don't really care about it versus actual dedicated voice actors who, you know, put a lot of work into their craft just being passed over because they're not a household name. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, that's an entire like thing to to have a discussion about. Yeah. But I actually had really low expectations going in because I was like some illumination. Like yep. I've heard plenty of rumors or just like discussion of like, oh, I, I heard that it's not gonna be like very good, you know. There's no way that this is gonna be good. I don't like the minions. I the minions are a little It's because you're not ten. Not so actually not, a cat take, 10, a pretty yeah. generally accepted thing. I'm not ten years old, so I don't like the minions. <laughs> So or the fact, 65. But as usual, Nintendo came in and said, look, Mario's our Mickey Mouse. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. And Shigeru Miyamoto is going to stay here every single day. Mm-hmm. And he's going to upend that tea table if you do it wrong. So That's you right. better get it right. <laughs> so I think it's going to be good. Shout out also Keegan-Michael Key's Toad is perfect. Yeah, perfect. Like I... Yep. I was worried that, you know, you guys were talking about this, like maybe they give him a deep voice. And, you know, we, we obviously knew the actor cast, but like he does a really good realistic approximation of that blood curdling totes scream. It's <laughs> so good. I love that. His his one line in the trailer makes me want to replay Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I'm like, oh, man, Toad is the best. But seriously, there are, there is so much minion energy in this. Either in the uh, the Koopa Troopas, which obviously they're you can see that they're trying to put a lot of personality, like the mm-hmm. Koopa Troopa with the uh, eye patch, the eye patch. But then there's the penguins, and then I bet there are going to be like a million toads. You've already seen the toads in the the poster. There's going to be a million of them. They're all going to have different personalities, and they're all going to be very marketable. And at some point, they're going to oh, get their own spinoff, yeah. and it's going to be called Toads. Toads. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You're going to see the uh, all the toads. <laughs> silhouetted on the back of uh, Chrysler minivans in the neighborhood near you. All the it's, minion it's, stickers it's... are getting scraped off. <laughs> Kat, it's it's funny, Kat, that you said that you're not a fan of the minions. I, I liked the Despicable Me movies. I thought the first Minions movie was actually like better than Despicable Me, but then the new Rise of Gru I didn't think was that good, um, mm. which maybe it's a hot take. But the funny thing about the minions is that uh, they're the bad guys. They're the villains. That's something we all forget as a society. Like they, why are we <laughs> celebrating them? They are the bad, they're, they're minions. And that's a funny thing where like, because like, then you see kind of like, you know, like Mario plus rabbits, like those were kind of like the, Oh, like that's their kind of minion thing. So like, I, I do love the idea of like the toads kind of selling. Cause in my head, I'm like, Oh, Jack Black, Bowser, he's going to steal the whole movie. Maybe probably Donkey Kong. Uh, and then it's like, 
oh wait the toads i i want mm -hmm. could keegan michael key voice all of them i bet he could oh it'd be exhausting that'd yeah be <laughs> but we'll see I, i'm i'm personally very much looking forward to it like cat i didn't have any expectations i had excuse me i had low expectations going in so i was very surprised also the uh the chris pratt it doesn't bother me because i understand that it is called show business and there was a guy on a cigar with a cigar going, yeah, we got to get that Chris Pratt. He's hot. He's oh, hot off the James dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's what they did. They got a star, a bankable star. They didn't necessarily get the best artist or actor for the part. They got a bankable star. That's just how they got the guy works. that they had to drag out of bed to do one take for their oh promo video. I, I, we could do a whole <laughs> segment on that, but I was so... I was cr internally cringing that he was going to say like a the wrong thing. Like, yeah, I, I love stomping those Coop Coopas. Like I Coopas. <laughs> yeah, I was. So, I I feel like I would have said Goombas before Koopas. That's, I, I that's what I thought was happening. I I thought he couldn't remember which was which. You don't he stop just... on the Koopas in the original Mario Brothers arcade, Chris. Yeah, Good night, Chris. <sighs> what are you doing, Chris? This is our Mario quote unquote. <laughs> I don't think so. Seth, literally, that your your impression is literally like Jack Black. Like he, I feel like Jack Black makes fun of Chris's promo video in that direct because he's just like, well, while you were dreaming about playing Mario at the laundry arcade, I was learning to breathe fire. I'm like, Jack Black, obviously we know is a, is a is a gamer, uh, oh, yes. and but it's like Chris Pratt, like okay. The way you're talking about Mario, it's very clear that you have not played any Mario game after the year 2000. <laughs> and that's okay. That's fine. You don't need to, I guess. But it'd be nice if you knew how good Super Mario Odyssey was. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe know, know the source material. Uh, yeah. A little fun Jack Black fact before we move on. He got his SAG card, actually, from a, a, a commercial for Pitfall for the, uh, the Atari. Look that up. It's so good. If you want to see yep. a kid Jack Black, look up yeah, original like Pitfall commercial the other Jack, on YouTube. The other fun Jack Black is like, Back. I think his mother was one of the first women to work uh, on the Apollo 11 moon landing. Yeah, his mom is wow. an astronomer. Yeah. I think actually both of oh, his parents. Wow. His dad's like a physicist or something. I don't know. It's and then like she was so like crazy. pregnant. She had to rush to the hospital. And that's it's, it's a crazy story. That's look great. Up. Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing it justice. It's a crazy story. Uh, Jack Black is one of my personal heroes. I actually couldn't. I was supposed to see Tenacious D, but I still had that problem from Germany, and I was unable to oh, no. go and see them. Yeah, whatever. They'll be around forever because they're Tenacious D, That's so they right. have to be. But enough about the Mario trailer. Everyone's excited about it, except for those who aren't. But let's talk about a trailer that dropped this morning before we recorded. Uh, actually, the West Coast. You all were still sleeping. And I was awake and I was treated to the Bayonetta 3 new and confusing trailer that also happens to be very, very awesome. Um, so the first comparison that I felt I needed to make was that you see Viola as a playable character quite a bit. And I was like, oh, no, they're Metal Gear Solid 2-ing us. <laughs> That's what Kat said, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. She seems oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, she just I mean, kind of shows up at the beginning of the game. Uh, yeah. Okay, but the difference is... That pretty boy in MGS2 never turned into a spider. That is awesome. This, <laughs> if you haven't watched this trailer, pause the show, watch it. It's like three minutes and 40 seconds because delightful nonsense. Weird, 
Yeah, every weird Bayonetta thing that you can imagine has been outdone by this trailer. It's got everything. There's a, like, all right, Bayonetta turns into a, a red crystalline structure and then explodes. Yep. Um, As they there's do. A, She's a witch. Like, She's a witch. She's dying. Mm-hmm. That's how witches die. I think. Oh, is that how witches okay. die? They turn into crystal. I think structures? that's. I think the implication is that she's having some kind of nightmare or something bad's happening, and Bayonetta's dying. But mm-hmm. I, I went to the Bayonetta subreddit and looked Ooh. at the comments, and they're all very hyped for oh. this trailer. All the Bayonetta fans spotting all of the demons that are popping up so not like mgs2 days Very i remember that to was see, uh, yeah. to, is it spelled is it pronounced gene uh right her frenemy bayonetta's frenemy oh, uh, slash rival yeah. who now has her own mini game uh, <laughs> right let's talk about that there's a metroidvania apparently in this uh yeah in this trailer for five it's seconds. like a metroid zero mission kind of thing almost, yeah a yeah. 2d polygonal 2d side view little level that looks like a metroidvania um maybe some sort of subspace emissary it's funny yeah. like it's just like they just tacked it on like oh look at this it's like okay yeah. when did you have time to do that yeah this is it brought it brings up more questions than it answered that's for sure but yeah. we did get to see a lot of cool fighting a lot of witch time stuff we saw um like all right i don't i'm not up on my umbra witch lore is that angel bayonetta like what is so the deal is there's customization in this game so you can customize all of the bayonettas also she can uh equip different uh demons and they give her different powers and so for example she can turn into um uh, you see her briefly turn into um a particular demon uh to go and wreak havoc um they expand some of the systems from Bayonetta. Yes. So uh, I think the thing that you can, like, you can kind of see that some of the areas are a lot more open in this one. Like, for example, mm. when they're uh, in the desert fighting the monsters, um, we'll see how that ends up going. Um, a lot of the questions that people have been having <laughs> is over the, the frame rate uh, with Bayonetta 3, like whether it's going to uh, be at yeah. 30 or a full 60. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this comes out. And generally speaking, it looks like about an Xbox 360 level of graphics. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I'm fine because yeah, I know fine. it's going to be super fun. As long as it runs well, bonkers. that's all I really care about. It, and yeah, the- Platinum's always been really good with their sort of like their color and plasma effects and stuff. It'll look gorgeous on the OLED screen for sure. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But like, just I'm smiling because I'm watching that trailer. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. It's like, so I, really, I don't understand what's going on. There's a, a, a guy in a pod that's a sidecar on the motorcycle. She's got a sparkle finger she sticks into a computer terminal. As we saw the last time we talked about this, uh, about Bayonetta 3, the last time a new trailer dropped, like, there's some deep lore. Hmm. going on with this series no, 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 I, I don't, yeah i don't understand it i have so much respect for people who like know the bayonetta lore because it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me like casey knows it so well that she was able to predict a major plot point months ago based on the makeup that bayonetta was wearing that's right like, so i played through reveal. bayonetta 2 and the only thing i remember is being like uh, in an arwing as i was uh, flying to the mountain <laughs> i was just like oh yeah i love that part it's amazing <laughs> i remember you could turn into a high heel and punch down to yeah it was cool kick down some enemies. this game's ah. all vibes for me and yeah I, I don't think that's a bad thing like i 
I think vibes in a video game can be very, very good. And Bayonetta has some of the coolest and most enjoyable art direction. Um, it's one of the best action games ever made. Oh, for sure. My cat take is that I like it better than Devil May Cry uh, for the most part. Just, um, yeah, I like the flow of the combat, how smooth it is. I like the witch time conceit, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I like building up the the combos, and I love watching her hair do things <laughs> in Bayonetta. So... Uh, yeah, I, I like, like the, the 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 Metroidvania section. Kind of, lo- we were talking about Metal Gear Solid too, like the bait and switch. Like that looks like Metal Gear Solid, like the green, yeah. like the codec kind of, like the interlace <laughs> stuff. Even her like grabbing someone into like a vent, like crawling in a thing. I'm just like, wait a minute, that looks exactly like Metal Gear Solid. And I, yeah, it just feels very like the first, even the first Shadow game. At the, that's uh, what I was gonna say. Yes, that's the Shadow game. Complex. Shadow yeah. Moses Island. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, I and, see. Like, yeah, and there's Metal Gear Rex, uh, of course. Um, I feel, mm. I feel like okay. it's it, there's a very like I don't know if you guys remember when um, the Metal Gear Solid uh, was it Ground Zeroes or Phantom Pain when that first trailer came out where it's like he's crawling in the hospital. There's like the whale. I'm just like, what is happening? Like yeah. I know Metal Gear Solid, and I don't know what's happening. That's how I feel watching that Bayonetta trailer. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Well, my favorite part is the Spider Gremlin. From Gremlins Two is a playable character, mm. and you get to swing around like in uh, in Marvel's Spider Man. So I'm very much looking forward to. That. I forgot that Gremlins went that in that direction. That... What are you talking about? How could you forget Gremlins Two? It's like one of the top five Gremlins movies. Gremlins Two, the ever new made. batch. It's so bad. Yeah. No, no, it is not. That is a Joe Dante directed Children, that movie don't as like them. a. Uh, it's a parody of itself. It's so that's one of the most brilliant movies yeah. for the last 30 years i have it on vhs <laughs> mm-hmm. over there because i love it so much in fact i'm gonna pitch warner brothers to let me redo the middle scene for streaming because mm. there's two different cuts there's the vhs cut and then there's the theatrical cut and you only see the theatrical anyway bayonetta 3 looks badass and i'm very excited for it and that comes out at the end of this month i believe october 28th yes. end of the month I... perfect halloween game it is going to be the spookiest game even though mm. purple isn't generally associated with Halloween, but I think it should be. I think purple's got some spooky energy. Purple, purple is yeah. purple in purple and orange. And the Joker's got, you know, he's got that Joker's purple, spooky. He's purple, just, green, and creep. orange colors. Game so game. I finished Bayonetta <laughs> 2, but I never finished the original. It's still sitting on my Switch. Okay. I got about halfway oh. through it. I was really enjoying it. So um, if you've never played a Bayonetta, like I'd suggest picking up. Time to catch a up. Shot. It runs really well. 100% get Bayonetta 2 um, oh, yeah. and play it. it Bayonetta is 2 is one of the best Wii U games, games, for sure. Yeah, I know. I was with, I made sure to buy it, and now like, I'm keeping it because it's so rare. It's it's not rare. But uh, yeah, it is one of the best Wii U games and probably one of the best things to come out of the Wii U. And the, the enduring legacy of Bayonetta, and it will live on in Bayonetta 3. And I'm pretty oh. sure it's going to do well. Seth, there's a phone call for you. It's... Oh, the best thing to come out of the Wii U is Nintendo Land. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, thank you, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry to interrupt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh... Splatoon, uh, Bayonetta, and, uh, and and Nintendo Land. Okay, good, I do love, good. yeah, I do yeah. love me some Nintendo. Land, oh, hold on, so. hold on. There's an, an, another call. A oh, Wind Waker oh, okay? HD. He forgot. Yeah, you you forgot Wind Waker HD. Okay, so. <laughs> well, that uh, Donkey Kong that hasn't come out of the Wii U. Freeze. Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> Wonderful one hundred and one. That was my first big no. review. Oh, you know, I never Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That was good. That was a good one. So good. All mostly playable on. I do miss Nintendo Land, and I wish they would release it on the Nintendo Switch. 
Everything yeah. old will be new again. Everything's coming back. Except, oh, I hope except so. Except for F-Zero. Except for F-Zero because they hate <laughs> F-Zero. They hate it. They want everyone to cry. But... Nope. You know what time it is? It's question block time. Oh, okay. ba, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I don't have theme music for uh, question block like Jose used to. Hmm. So excuse me, princess. <laughs> uh, Bo Hartwig, or as they would say in Germany, Hotweg. Uh, what's everyone's favorite spooky season game to play? Bo says, I bought Luigi's Mansion 3 when it launched, but never finished it. Finally went back to it this month, the spooky month, and I'm having a blast. I can't believe I slept on it for so long. So my question to the panel is, what is your favorite spooky game to play during the Halloween season? Or just in general, what's your favorite spooky game? Jeffrey, do you have a, a favorite spooky game that you like to play? You know what's crazy? I don't think this game is... The game I'm thinking isn't traditionally scary, but I am scared easily just at anything, um, is uh, Super Liminal. Uh, Super Liminal is, is a, if you guys are unaware, it's, it's, it's kind of like Portal. I mean, that game, Portal walked so Super Liminal could run. And it's a very kind of like you're in a test subject. The, the whole premise of it is you're, they want to test to see if you can be lucid in dreams. And, and, this, and I played it on Switch, and it runs beautifully. Um, I think it's on every platform and there's, there are these like sort of sinister overtones where like you kind of, oh yeah, there it is. Uh, super liminal. It's like you're, you're walking around and, and you're kind of going through this path, but then maybe you see like an employee's only door to the side and it's kind of cracked open. You'll go through and it'll be like, wait a minute, this person, you're not supposed to be back here. And you kind of see like red bloody handprints, but then you go into another room and then it's like, it's just a paint bucket. And it, it, so it's kind of, Whoa, it has very cool. creepy vibes. Oh, I, it's like a $15 game. I highly recommend Superliminal. And the ending is beautiful. I think it's like a five-hour <laughs> game. That's awesome. And it's, uh, yeah, they're also like the, the fact, the whole game is you making things big and small, like all perspective. I feel like that is kind of scary on its own. Again, I am very spooked easily. So maybe this isn't kind of a, a good answer for a horror film. But I was no, just, I think it's perfect. It, mm-hmm. it, it's so good. Superliminal is terrifying and beautiful and the ending is is so it's beautiful but it is it does have scary moments nice right. not to check that one out now it looks really yeah what a great awesome, pick man. actually cat what what uh spooky games do you prefer this time of the year with the werewolves and draculas well i scare easily and i don't really play horror games but I usually break out uh, Dracula Dracula X Rondo of Blood on my oh, nice. PC Engine Mini, a game that I've never finished, but I've gotten toward the end. And just periodically, I'll play through a, a huge chunk of it, like 75 to 80% of it, and then I'll get almost to the end, and then I'll put it down for reasons I can't quite decide. I mm. really love this game. It's beautiful. It's it's one of the most beautiful 2D games that I've, I've played. It has a killer, killer soundtrack. Um, uh, it's just so much fun uh, to play. I'm also I've only I've only finished uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Castlevania Portrait of Ruin, but I've never finished a traditional 2D jumping around Castlevania. So I, I picked up the OG Castlevania on like the Famicom Disk System. Akimo Joe no Dracula. Nice. Awesome mm-hmm. soundtrack. And I, uh, I, I, I would, the cool thing about that one is that it has a save 
save system. Mm. Oh, right. It's yeah. on this and an extra sound channel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm going to maybe play that over, the hol- hol- over Halloween. I've made oh, it to like level four or thereabouts, level four, mm-hmm. level five in it. So uh, we'll, we'll see if I can finally fulfill one of my bucket list items and beat the original Castlevania. Uh, I hope you're able to do it without getting too spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Castlevania, great answer because almost all of the games pre the 3D era, <clears throat> excuse me, are good. Good enough. Yeah. Some of them are amazing, but maybe not Simon's Quest. I, I know there are plenty of people who enjoy it. It was cl- clever. It was creative. It was interesting, but I'm more of a team Castlevania 1, 3, Dracula X, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Dracula yeah. X on the PC Engine Mini, <clears throat> excuse me, has an incredible opening sequence. Because yes. I, I believe it was it a, a CD ROM game initially, or it was, was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. So back then, when you put a game on a CD ROM, you put like incredible animation and as much junk. So you have as to you have just... an opening movie. You have to have yeah, the exactly. CD quality music, which, <laughs> by the way, again, killer, killer renditions of the Castlevania theme. And uh, you got to have somebody talking, in which yes. case you have very awkward German uh, at the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. game. Yep. I like it's, awkward it's awesome. German. <laughs> and it, uh, it, was trans- or it was brought to the Super NES as uh, a very bad a Super NES translation. A very bad. That is also very valuable for whatever reason. I think it's, it's probably pretty because rare. there was pr- probably a very limited print run. So not yeah. many people bought it. If you have a copy of that for Super NES, just loose. It's probably like 100 bucks. So you have a bad game that's worth money. Hooray. Here, do you have any spooky games that you prefer? Well, it's come to my attention that there's still people listening to the show that have not played Luigi's Mansion 3. So obviously, that's the pick. Oh, man, it's so good. It's Nintendo first-party quality stuff. Um, (laughs) Luigi's Mansion 3 definitely is the one to play, especially if you've got a whole family. You can play co-op, too. Um, But I have never, I have not finished the last Resident Evil game. And obviously, there's a new remake uh, on the horizon. So I really got gotta get to it i i I stopped in the factory i think so i gotta pick that one back up so i might play that but also i'm downloading way too many games i just downloaded when we're starting the show i downloaded atari mania and lego brick tales on my switch so i have all this other stuff to play it's not spooky but it's scary that there's so much to play Pierce just sitting here cat should i get lego brick tales no well i'm buying it (laughs) too late late. should i get atari mania (laughs) Uh, too late. I already bought it. Oh my god, Atari Mania's logo on the title screen of the Switch is the most hideous thing ever. Wow. It's <laughs> it's awful. That is the true horror of the season. So I don't know if you guys can see it because we're on tiny screen here, but um they better fix that because that that is gonna give me nightmares. Well, to be fair, uh everything about the Atari twenty six hundred was hideous. So. Yeah, uh, I grew up with that console and, uh, you know, really like have so many fond memories of playing games like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm playing the, the movie. Um, and uh, when you go back now, those it's, games are terrible. They're virtually they're unplayable horrible. with some exceptions, like Pitfall is still great, obviously. Sure. But yeah, like, but Pitfall that, was also like a technological yeah. like accomplishment at a level that had never been seen in, in that era. And, and then most of those Atari games you play... And you're, it's like you look at the incredible airbrush art on the yeah. front of the car, and you're like, "Yeah!" And it's a yellow, like a baby diarrhea yellow screen with a red two-legged pixel that just makes wet fart noises yep. all the time. 
Oh, Jeffrey, we lost, we lost Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. I'm still here. I'm still here. My my camera uh, has a... Oh, good. There we go. There we go. I said it was the... Uh, allow it to cool. My temperature is too hot. Wow. See, Los, Los Angeles. Things are heating just, up. Yeah, That's all right. They're, we can still hear you. There. Yeah. And we have, uh, we have our, our, our spooky game answers all squared away. Now we can move on to the next oh i didn't say what my spooky game is what is it let's say resident evil 4 okay because i love resident good evil choice. 4 and it's well there's it's a remake coming that's the resident evil life yeah. played i like that one yeah I've always, meant, oh. I've always meant to play re2 remake but like i said i'm kind of a coward i i i'm i, I don't like running away either yeah. and like the re4 elevator sequence scared the bejesus out of me somebody was like but, way back this is like cat you got to play resident evil 2 when it was on the original yeah. playstation there are dogs that jump out through windows. And I'm like, oh my God, that's that's that, too much for me. Oh that my was God. honestly, that was the first time, actually, second time, rescue and fractalist. But the sec the the really like this pivotal moment where I realized, oh God, video games can be so scary because like that, like I played it with Aaron Bolding, who was an uh, editor at the time, and I had already seen the dog jump through the window. And we we're playing it together, and I let him play that sequence because it's it's freaky, and he didn't know it was going to happen. He dropped the That's controller, <laughs> like he threw it, on his, and he's like, "Hell no! Why did you warn me?" Did that? He was genuinely mad at me um, uh, for the dogs. I got the demo for Alien versus Predator on the original PC because you know for reasons, and I literally could not muster the courage to leave the apc because i knew the aliens were out there oh. and the face huggers <laughs> yeah. were gonna get Oof. me too scary too spooky too spooky for nbc that's yeah. right i uh, i think my runner-up would be amnesia but that's not a uh, on switch Dark that's all. that's an actual scary game right like yeah that's a pretty mm. that's a pretty i've actually never finished it. It, it i don't get freaked out by it but i got a little Oh, you ever play Condemned that. or Outlast or any of these games that the guys? Oh, no, should I be playing them? I do like a spooky well game. Yeah, if you like if you like scary stuff, please please do. Okay, I Condemned. Well, I will was, say Condemned. I got to this level where uh, it's a warehouse with lots of mannequins, and then one starts moving. I'm like, all right, that's it. Uh, Thank you, game. <laughs> see, like that. Mm -hmm. psychological horror can be cool uh, mm -hmm. when it just gets really gory. I'm just like, I, I can't deal with the gore. I don't really want that. It's it's just at a certain True. point, it becomes just gross. That's, see, I love gore. Like, I used to watch all the Japanese the blood. gore he lives movies, in like Maine. Tokyo Gore Police. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the other ones. Uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, one of the greatest movies ever made. If you can find it, watch it if you like ridiculous gory movies. But I remember when I was a kid in Splatterhouse, it's coming out and they're like banned in, you know, four states. And I just remember reading over the the uh the splatterhouse coverage in whatever magazine it was at the time because i was so obsessed yeah. with that spooky gore aesthetic weirdly though i i hated horror movies when i was a kid mm. terrified of that freddy krueger fella that's Ugh. that's weird that you're so numb to this but it, not everybody lives in castle rock of course so like for us it's <laughs> unusual to see gore and violence like that i i don't want to see like realistic like that's upsetting but when it's cartoonish yeah i think it's hilarious like um oh what is that peter jackson movie uh, Dead Alive, which is known as Brain Dead internationally, the most blood ever, fake blood ever used in a movie. It is. It's a Guinness Book brilliant. record. It's wonderful, and you cannot find it in the United States for wow. any sort of reasonable price. It's like $110 for the Blu ray. The VHS is like $80. But yeah, Peter Jackson, please bring that to Blu ray here in the United States. I just saw Cabin in the Woods recently. Yeah, it's fine. Like right? A year ago. Yeah. Don't I, spoil it. 
I did not I did not know what it was all about. So I went in fresh. It was great. Yeah, there you go. Amazing yeah, watch movie. that for Halloween if you haven't seen it. I appreciate I the construction of good horror movie, even though like I kind of find them like I'm like I don't know, I'm, mm-hmm. but like a really well done horror movie, it's, it's a treat. Yeah, it's very meta. See, I didn't find it that good. I thought the really? relationship between Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock was like completely unrealistic. But then I realized I was watching The Lake House <laughs> and not Kevin. Oh, I was I was yeah. wondering where that was going. Good job, Seth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. all right. Um, this is from Andrew Glasspell. Forgive me if I say your name wrong, Glasspell. This is a, a hard question for me to parse. I just knocked over my empty drink earlier. Would you rather have a Switch 2 that's not backwards compatible next year or a Switch Pro that is backwards compatible in three years? This is like, would you rather fight 100 chickens or one <laughs> chicken sized? Yeah. Um, so uh, would you rather have a Switch 2 next year or a backwards compatible Pro in three years? I would be wildly disappointed if a Switch came out that was not backward compatible. And I think it would be a huge mistake by Nintendo, I think they would get ex- absolutely excoriated for it, and they deserve it. So, uh, absolutely, I would want the Switch Pro in three years or whatever that's fully backwards compatible. Because um, I'm not saying I wouldn't buy a Switch Two that's not backward compatible, but I'd be feeling pretty salty about it. Same, same. Like I, you know, I now have a game library um, that I'm proud of on my Switch, and I, I want to be able to to bring it with me to the next one, and like. You know, I think we're all kind of a little burnt by past Nintendo consoles where we own digital product that is no longer accessible oh. to us. And like, I'm hoping that that is over. And bless Xbox for making backward compatible com- compatibility like mm-hmm. a standard again. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just kind of an expected thing. And it almost feels like they dragged Sony and or maybe to a lesser extent Nintendo um, yeah. kicking and screaming with them so we'll see i actually think like look the sony even found solutions for games they couldn't emulate right by having them streaming and like i, th- I think it's great yeah, i love the idea that there's just a, a warehouse full of ps3s there's a guy just dropping the game in there every time oh that's boy, right whenever you play. request a game metal gear solid 4 <laughs> he pulls it out he walks over <laughs> he drops it in. he's like ape escape where's ape escape jeffrey are you would you prefer to have one right, right next year or do you, would you wait for backwards compatibility? I, If you can believe it, I'm still using my launch switch from mm. Toys R Us, RIP Toys R Us. Um, and it's still great. I think I could wait three years. I mean, I don't want to wait three years at all. That I hope that's not the case. Um, I know the pandemic sort of pushed probably maybe we would have had a new hardware by now uh mm. not counting the oled of course but um yeah i still buy switch games physically like a like a silly man and so i would like to have it backwards i assume this is assuming the eShop is still good although it's weird like in the past like with the wii it's like you know the wii shop channel like obviously we can't play those games on switch but the switch feels like this kind of new beginning for nintendo that i just can't imagine them seeing not making a, a hybrid console in the future. Like, I feel like from now on, it has to always be hybrid. I mean, we don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to be the case, but I yeah. assume that. And so I, I feel confident when I'm just spending money like crazy in the eShop because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to play this in five, 10 years with the current Nintendo console. At least I hope so. Because like, you know, now you can buy like $70 Skyrim on eShop, you know, like yeah. it wouldn't be mad if you can't play that. 
so yeah, I will. Who uh, Andrew asked that? I will wait three years, but let's not make that uh, the case. <laughs> I think back to like Nintendo's track record. GameCube was backward compatible. The Wii was backward compatible with the GameCube, and the Wii U was backward compatible with the Wii, Wii but not the GameCube. Yep. Or was it? Correct. I think no, it was, it was not. No, okay, it wasn't. Play. Yeah. Uh, it was a pain to actually transfer everything. Yeah. And then, yes. of course, the 3DS was backward compatible with the DS, and et cetera. So usually it goes back at least one generation. One generation. And yep. the reason the Wii U and the, the Switch, it was, the Switch was just kind of a new thing. Like, it was a little bit of a reboot. Well, no Switch. disk drive, right? So yeah, you exactly. can't, yeah. Also, I, my, no one cared about Wii U, so they didn't. We were really, we were kind of over the Wii and the Wii U by yeah. that point, for sure. It is, but also, it, th- yeah. To be I'm fair, we got the... all those Wii U games anyway on Switch. They're kind yeah, of yeah. Just bought them again. That's right. Yeah, you just didn't buy. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't just pay twice as much. Sixty dollars Skyward Ooh. Sword. My my fear is the Nintendo DS. Like how that we got the new 3DS, which obviously bad name, and like having the different cartridges so that it you know obviously couldn't fit because it wasn't compatible. But it's like, yeah. is there a world where we get Switch cartridges that are can't fit in an old Switch? That that I. That feels like the scariest that, thing. They're this it feels like long. the most likely thing. Yeah, they're, just... <laughs> they're super long. And Jeff, <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Vega, if you don't like the name New Nintendo 3DS, it's going to be really sad when they announce the new Nintendo Switch because that's definitely what they're going to call it. My biggest oh, new no. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> My biggest salt was that the DSi removed backward, uh, removed region lock. Or it brought back region locking. Yeah. And I got a lot of Japanese DS games. And so mm. um, it's very difficult to play Japanese DS games on my 3DS, mm-hmm. for example, because uh, because they're locked. And I'm just like, yeah. I want to, I just want to break the region locking so that I can play literally all of my DS and 3DS games on my 3DS. And I know it's possible, but I'm also a little afraid of messing up my eShop library because Ooh. it's getting harder and harder to actually have those things on there i can't lose Don't pocket card it. jockey y'all i no, can't lose exactly it. <laughs> at least you have a camera on the dsi i mean that's what everybody wanted right yeah yeah that's that was important I, i'm i calling it right now switch to pro as a camera front facing <laughs> I am um, front facing back. and back. I still have my Wii U hooked up in my living room. And so I have this Logitech remote where it has like custom custom buttons on the screen for the different consoles. And I still have Wii U on there. And once in a while, I accidentally trigger it. And the Wii U actually turns on with the remote too. Yeah, so you right. just hear coming out of the speakers. <laughs> and like the the other day, like the, the the I I usually fix it. I'm like, no, I meant switch. Um the title screen came up. I'm like, I don't, I didn't remember there was, there was video chat on the Wii U too. Yes. Right? Like they, they had their little camera. They were, they were trying to be the everything device at the time. I'm like yeah. so much stuff they built just did into it that by, machine. Yep. My youngest son and my nephew are the same age. And when they were like very, very, very little, you know, six or seven years old, they would just get on that video chat and they'd just be goofing around. Aww. Yeah mugging with each other and just being cute it's, little cute little guys it's almost like nintendo ignored that smartphones were a thing they're like rah, 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 we're gonna make this device that lets you do all these things the Wii and U people is like, your touch smartphone. I, got, I already have one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. oh you got a call it's, yeah it's it's, it's I mean, nintendo pair the switch is your smartphone hello oh, thank you 
Hello. We should we, we should we could talk like this all all, oh my all gosh, day. Oh Look at us time. on our empty sets here. <laughs> You're actually doing you one thing that here. the switch can't do, and that's talk Aww. to one another. The, which is voice chat still the gag, right? Well, yeah. you know. That's well, Nintendo did gag. remember about smartphones for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. The most convoluted possible way, which is why I am not 100% certain that the Switch successor will be backwards compatible because they get, they always oh, do something that just doesn't make any sense. No, it will. By the way, the Splatoon, uh, the Splatoon on the app is pretty cool. Oh, yeah? The, yeah? Is it? Yeah, the integration is really nicely done. It's just I wish it was in, I wish they would apply that to a machine, to the core well, machine. That's what this, maybe the Switch Two will just mm -hmm. be a, a will actually just be a very large smartphone. <laughs> that's right. I mean, look, come on, the 14 Pro Max. That's a big. Could you those imagine are the bigger Nintendo and bigger. phone? Then <laughs> what Nintendo a hell experience, hellish experience that would be. <laughs> right. They, that's <laughs> what we call a red ocean. They're never it's crystal they're clear. Never gonna jump into those waters. No, it's, it would be it, the Nintendo way. Would be crystal clear perfect communication as though you were standing next to the person and to make calls you had to actually drop quarters into the machine <laughs> to pay for it ahead of time and you have to remember a number by heart you're not allowed yes. to write it down because no it changes every day allowed that's right and it's a rotary <laughs> but yes. anyway that is all of the time we have for nintendo voice chat this week make sure to follow us on twitter at nvc podcast submit oh Big question block news, by the way, I just got added to the NVC at IGN.com email alias. So you can either submit your question blocks to the Facebook group when we call for them, or you can email NVC at IGN.com with the subject line question block for your chance to get a question block read during the show. I want to thank Red for being in the control room on the ones and twos. Jeffrey, thank you for uh, coming down from the internet to join us today. I know you're very busy. There's all kinds of uh, red carpets and uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise is gonna take you on a, uh, on a fighter jet later on. So thank you. Where can people find you online? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter uh, at Jeffrey Vega. I post a lot of behind the scenes from IGN stuff, you know, stuff I'm not supposed to share, you know, <gasps> confidential things. And uh, yeah, that is not true. But you can also follow him on IGN's TikTok. If you go, if you if you yes, have yeah. TikTok and you're not following IGN, join the more than three million people who have followed us yeah. there. And it's Jeff's, the only good TikTok channel. Is Jeffrey's as far as true. I'm concerned. Jeffrey's videos are hilarious. They're awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. So they well, very they, high production value. There is no shoddy green screen ever. <laughs> the funny thing is that I'll take articles that Cat or other of our award-winning uh, journalists, and then I do dances to them yeah, that's for right. the kids. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, you know, three point five million strong. Join us. And remember, NBC is the only place where you can get the, the thing. thing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.